it's absolutely crazy the entire network it, it, it is remarkable and it's just bad to the rafters not a lot of other countries have it probably secretly wanting to have gone this route at some point it's just a culture thing you have your eyeballs from like 1950 education 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 first or else go home i was waiting for it i was just waiting I so like it, i like uh, it Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of All About Sports the podcast. Uh last week we sat down with Anmol Jamwal aka Jammy Pants and did a deep dive into Arsenal football club and everything that's going wrong. Um this week slightly different going for a slightly broader topic uh we're discussing college sports. Uh and more specifically we're looking at college sports in the US and trying to understand how the US is able to create this multi-million dollar industry out of college sports that really exists nowhere in the world. Uh, today you're joined by your usual set of hosts, uh, Aniket, Mazal, Shubham and myself, Rishav. Um, so with that guys, let's get right into it. Mazal, I'm, I'm going to start with you. US sports, it's an incredible industry. We don't see it anywhere else in the world that, that people follow college sports to such a large degree. Fans come out in droves to watch, you know, football. uh basketball and even a lot of olympic related sports how do you think the us has been able to generate this come out this type of demand that no other country has so krishna i think it comes down to two major things that i've noticed and for especially all sports fans we all know it it's a dream to go to an american university even if you aren't an athlete just to experience that uh fan life where you sit and you're cheering your team in american football or you're cheering them on for all of their sports that they have baseball is huge of course uh basketball being the biggest they have something called as march madness where it's absolutely crazy the amount of money that it generates and the revenue it generates um it's become so big so i think it basically started back then with the obviously with also the concept of uh the ivy leagues being basically athletic university so they compete uh, so you have all students studying at the best universities purely based on the fact of their sporting merits so it stems from that and the other thing is it's so embedded in their culture that let's not forget the us takes the olympics so seriously that it makes a massive difference people start uh, athletes start their careers for their nations before hitting puberty sometimes and the perfect example is michael phelps right you look at michael phelps he's 15 years old in sydney swimming against the best in 2000 yes he didn't medal in his first ever olympics but at 15 people were already talking about him we all know what he did 4 years later and then 8 years later after that <laughs> so uh, what i'm trying to say is and not only gymnastics we know all know simone biles as well her record is absolutely crazy so it's just a culture thing for them where of course if you are already being sort of you are in the limelight because of what you've achieved at such a young age that you represent your nation and obviously americans are also so big on national pride i think that changes the entire ball game altogether so i think it stems from there and of course we can then go deeper into the discussion but i would like to get all of you guys in as well So what I think is like how you mentioned, Mazhar, uh, 
college uh, sports generally, uh, like you, you mentioned, Ivy League, it started in the late um, 1800s with Harvard versus Yale because I think rowing is a very big thing out there. It started like that. And also the sort of financial back gets uh, in general, that amount of money that is fused into it uh, at all levels, uh, starting from, no, 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 forget college, even starting from level, the way everything is built up, the entire pyramid, the entire system is done so well that the athletes get this fantastic training at a very early on in their career. And that's the reason, like like you mentioned, uh, having young athletes go uh, to Olympics, represent their country. And then even the system of playing amateur and then developing into a professional athlete. That system is also so well done with all the all the drafts that happen and how athletes get selected, how they get picked on, how they get scouted. The entire network, it, it, it is remarkable uh, and definitely something which is very unique. Not a lot of other countries have it. So it is something very unique and... Um, Talking about um, talking about the amount of money that is there, I'm sure like we'll get into it deeper. But one thing which I found very interesting is this is back in 1617, 16-17 season. Uh, so they have the NCAA, which is I think the National College Athletic Association or something like that. They made a billion dollars in revenue just from ticket sales. A billion dollars in 16-17 season just on ticket sales. That is the amount of money that college uh, sports in America they command. It's like a separate industry in its own which is extremely well off. And their tickets yeah. are cheaper than pro sports. Their tickets are cheaper <laughs> than pro sports typically. The tickets are cheaper than the games I hope are so. Exciting. I hope so. so. And the games are more exciting. But just something I'd like to highlight. I think uh, you three have already covered uh, as to where it began. Uh, but in case, in case someone wants a current indicator of how good... Um, the athletic culture in America is you what people miss out on tennis. This, this is one big one which people miss out on. Co- tennis in college in America is also very big. Also, just tennis is really big in America. So, Sophia Cannon, she moved with her father at a very young age, and countless other um, Russian stroke Soviet athletes, uh, tennis athletes have done it. <laughs> Famously enough, Somdev Devarman has done it as well. He played uh, college tennis in America. So these are just some current examples of people who have, uh, okay, by current I mean currently professional <laughs> and not currently playing that. But uh, so there are some fantastic examples of people moving to the States because that is where you can make a career in athletics or any sport, to be honest. And sports has such an important place uh, in society there um, and one of the reasons why I think at least I think is because um, college, why college sports are so um, it's such a dominant focus for people is because America is big it's massive it's geographically massive right you don't have a professional sports team <laughs> uh, close to you Let, let's be honest like there isn't a professional sports team in every state which you would really like <laughs> to follow, but you could have a college sports program, which is really great. You could have a college sports program, which you would take pride in. And that's where I think, I think you can invest in sports through college. By invest, I mean invest time, invest your energies, your following, you're, you're paying money to watch, a lot, you're paying a lot of money to watch a game every alternate week in a stadium, in a packed, in a packed, packed stadium, so just look at the Texas A&M stadiums. Look at any stadium in the state of Texas, uh, any football stadium, and it's just 
add to the rafters with people and that's bigger than you see in <laughs> some nba games so but how, how did yeah, they so, get there so gui it comes back down to one major thing right and i think shobham highlighted that perfectly the drafts and that is the basic yeah money is of course money is <laughs> money is a different thing altogether but the draft concept that they've created is just brilliant and unparalleled is like how shobham said it's so good that basically what they do is they say okay we have scouts in every single university that features in our list they all are and now they are so big on technology and big data and data analytics that they have records of every single thing now what that does is is enables people to look at certain colleges knowing that okay and you're not now it's changed so much that before it was like oh okay i'm watching duke so i know i'm going to get my big basketball players from duke or ucla or the uh, or the huskies connecticut so before it was like certain colleges where you used to go to become a star basketball player i'm talking purely from a basketball perspective right now uh, the nfl has a whole different system and it's much bigger and many more people get drafted obviously so a basketball's a nice uh, small sample size that's also changed now the example is fine zion went to zion williamson went to duke but the here's what's interesting about zion williamson the guy was given nike sponsorship in high school when you think about it it's the guy is was touted to be literally the greatest ever most dominant player in college ball since lebron james and because he got injured right his shoe split in the first game of the of march madness his shoe tore off so nike got a lot of criticism i think their stock dropped at that point uh, again linked with money so that commercial value came in and then 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 players came out in support saying zion don't play we'll support you just join the nba give up college uh, apply for the draft so i think that brings me back to the main point which shubham had mentioned and gui rightfully you as well said money no i'm 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 so happy we're discussing this topic because honestly, when I you know when I came to the US initially, it confused the hell out of me why people were watching college sports. I was like, these guys aren't professional athletes. At most, they can be at the place. Uh, athletes should be there for four years, but most people, most of the most brilliant, are only there for one year from a basketball perspective. Uh, NFL, you know, football, they stay a bit longer. Um, but I think it, it, you know, it, it definitely money is the biggest factor, and I think the money stems from, like you all said, how much demand there is. and i think there are a couple of other reasons why demand is so high i think gui made a really good point that you might not have a pro football team but most states will have a um, a college team that it can support you know kentucky is a great example you know in, in incredible basketball program there's no pro team particularly close to them i think the second thing is us sports in a general are built so heavily on parity which essentially means that there are very very few franchises that are successful for a long period of time right let's take the golden state warriors for example even 2 years back they were dominant dominant and now they're they're nowhere they finished you know one of the last uh, they were the last team last year in uh, the western conference so you and that's true both the nba and nfl you know other than maybe the patriots no other team has like continued success of 
you know, reaching Super Bowl finals back to back. If you're a good one year, you look at the Atlanta Hawks, you know, three of uh, four, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, three, the Falcons rather, the Atlanta Falcons about four seasons back, reached the Super Bowl, never been back since and missed the playoffs as well. So contrast that now with college sports. College sports, because it's hard to actually regiment that kind of parity in sports, there are programs that can consistently be good. So you can be a fan for like 15 years and know your team can still be great. Mazar brought up a great team, Duke. Duke has been a phenomenal basketball program for years. You take Kentucky, you take UCLA. For years and years, they can be consistently good. The second thing is, pro teams can move in the US, which has a little bit of a disincentive for people, right? You look at a team like the Oakland Raiders, they moved to Las Vegas. You know, the, the Seattle Supersonics in basketball, they used to be a team that became the OKC Thunder. There's always a thing that people from a particular city might, unless you're on New York or maybe a big California, big Californian city, or maybe a Chicago, um, there's always a chance your team might move. So the ability to have loyalty is a little bit tougher for pro fans. For college, for colleges, that's never going to be the case. Your campus is not going to be able to shift from one city to another. So it's really easy to build bland loyalty, which means you have your eyeballs from like 1950 of people who graduated from that college or have loyalty to that college or even live in that area, have that loyalty that's grown. But I, I love the point that you bring up about money. How well do you think US colleges have managed that to monetize that program? Because we are on the topic of money, there are a few things that I would like to uh, point out. So, Malu's always a money guy. Malu's always a guy <laughs> with the numbers. Comes out with these best reports. I was waiting for it. I was just waiting. Okay, now Shubham's time will come. Shubham's time will come. Krishnan, Krishnan started on money and I was like, I just want Krishnan to finish so that I can get to him. Go for it, Shubham. Money can't wait. For all our viewers and listeners, uh, just a few figures so that you guys get a sort of a reference or benchmark as to how big college football is in the US. Um, like I mentioned, ticket sales in 16-17 season was a billion dollars. Total revenue that these guys got from the Power 5 conferences, uh, which basically represent most of the competitive schools uh, and colleges, um, this is in the 17-18 academic year was $6.5 billion. And to give comparison and to give a reference, uh, in that same year, the Premier League revenue was $7.3 billion. So imagine how big it is in the US. Another thing that I would like to point out is because of COVID, uh, the amount of money, not, not totally, but almost around $8 billion is being affected in college sports because of what has happened uh, 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 due to COVID. Uh, then another thing is like how, how we've been talking about the NCAA and like you guys spoke a little bit about basketball. I'm not very sure which year this is or which academic year, uh, but to give you guys an idea, uh, Division One Men's Basketball Championship, the NCAA made $821 million that was from broadcasting and $129 million from ticket sales. Uh, and now, now the best thing what I like is because we, uh, because like Krishnan mentioned, how it's monetized and how this money is used for amateur athletes. The best thing about it is what I, what I think is a great thing that the NCAA does is most of this money that is used, it is given to colleges so that they can fund these athletes by giving them sponsorship so that the entire school and the entire education gets sponsored. And that's a great thing that they do. And the reason it is very good is because it incentivizes athletes to try and participate in sports. Because keep in mind, from college to pro, only 2% of athletes make it. So when only 2% of athletes are making it, uh, and uh, college in the US is very expensive, most of the students graduate with a lot of debt. So when they're getting completely sponsored, they have that much of an incentive to participate in sports. 
which gets the um, which gets a lot more attraction and youth getting involved in sports i think mazhar wants to say something right now so yeah 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 so no because uh, you mentioned 2% and actually shubham for a change i have some numbers written down <laughs> so so you perfectly mentioned that and i actually have it a note here that i have written is that around 8 there are around 8 million students that participate in high school athletics and out of these only 480000 make it into a college team so just look at that disparity in numbers so that's why it's so competitive and that's why the money also comes in and now kpmg had done a study and they mentioned four key metrics for the success in sports this and time mazhar has come up with kpmg studies huh? <laughs> so, like it, like uh, <laughs> so it was four points uh, so it was viewership sponsorship broadcasting and performance so we've highlighted viewership we've highlighted sponsorship and of course broadcasting malu i think 820 or million for the nca to make i mean the nba made 1 billion uh, and during this covid uh, time so that perfectly highlights it performance is the main thing and i think gui you mentioned that perfectly that it's it's fun to watch sometimes it's better than watching the pros play because it's highly competitive there's this feisty rivalry going on and let's face it in college if someone says something or you know says anything foolish it's not going to get picked on so much as maybe someone like a uh, chris paul versus rajon rondo or something like that so um i think performance is a key thing they strive for excellence they they demand so much from their uh, athletes and their students that they want to be the best and at the end of the day shubham you mentioned it just now as well they can potentially make a career and their life just by succeeding in college like they can have two good years in college and then just get drafted into the league it's not necessary that they I, I just succeed there I just want to cut you yep. once in the middle because you mentioned performance, and I uh, I'd mentioned how 821 million was the broadcasting revenue that the NCA made, uh, and all this money goes back to the colleges so that they can support athletes. Out of which 160 million dollars, and this is only basketball I'm talking about, 160 million dollars was given in terms of a performance fund to colleges so that they can help athletes with better better infrastructure and so on and so forth. So yeah, you can carry on what you were saying, but because you mentioned performance, I just wanted to highlight this. No, so that's pretty much it that I wanted to highlight. And Gui, you mentioned one more thing about geography, the size. And uh, again, I read I read this when I was just looking up a few things here and there. The two most important things for success in the Olympics or in sports in general are one is population, and and two is money, wealth. So. population is so that's where it's sad because we india has uh, the second largest population in the world but we lack the wealth the worst or the most disappointing stat about this is we have the lowest medals per capita in the olympics amongst all countries so that is really really disappointing so we have a large talent pool but we aren't able to u- utilize funds in the right places you know because you're and, mentioning this matter i yeah, i um, so. uh, i i found one uh, comparison between the us college sports system and india very interesting which i'd like to talk about so how you mentioned that we have a massive population 
but um, there, there, there aren't like too many people participating in sports or whatever the scene might be. Now, see how, how I was talking about in the US, uh, it is only 2% athletes who make it, but the colleges, they fund them by giving them sponsorships, by giving them scholarships that these athletes can sustain themselves and they can, if, even if they don't make it as a top athlete, they get a good degree and then after they can get a job. In India, it's a very different scene. Firstly, in India, the mentality is education, education, education. Education first, you can't do anything in sports. Now, if the system was to be flipped, where, like, for example, we guys went to Jaihin, KCHR, right? How much of our college teams did we ever support? How much of our cricket team, football team did we ever support? We didn't do anything like that. How much of our college gave us sponsorship or scholarships to actually pursue sports? Now, if that sort of fund is given, where, where young students coming into college can have the uh, belief and the parents can also have the belief because out here the parents also make a big difference in, in selecting the career of, of Indians, at least for, for us, it, it is like that. So if that sort of infrastructure is set in place, then I certainly see that a lot of young Indians can also participate in sports and hopefully then start making it to the Olympics because everything gets linked. Like when, when you said Michael Phelps at the age of 15 was doing it, it is because he had that sort of infrastructure set in place, which lacks in India other than cricket. It really lacks heavily. But yeah. I will, Malu, I will push back on you a little bit on this because I think it's a lot more feasible to do it in the US because these are sports, like Mazar said, that have a single pipeline into the sport. The single pipeline, every single football player and basketball player around the world wants to play in either the NFL or the NBA. The same doesn't exist for typically most other sports. Most other sports are, have people coming in from everywhere. They can play in 12 different leagues in 12 different parts of the world. Whereas US, they've got, at least for these two, They've centralized recruiting into, into these two major sports. Now, obviously, from an Olympic standpoint, obviously, that will be centralized in every country because every player wants to play for specifically their country. The one, the couple of other things I also want to bring up from a financial standpoint is what the U.S. colleges have, have done is I, the reason they're able to monetize it so successfully. Again, I'm talking a little bit more from, you know, from the team sports perspective is that they have worked in together with those pro sports to ensure college sports is essential. For example, the NBA and the NFL both have a minimum college requirement. So you can't really go into either of those without spending at least one year out of high school. Now, for example, basketball, you have to spend at least one year after high school before you can get drafted into the NBA. So you could typically, you don't have to go to college. You could you know, play somewhere else. But the best competition you have is in college. So the reason the colleges are getting so much... Um, getting as much power as they are is because they've worked with leagues to ensure that there are certain collegiate requirements that athletes have before they can even go in. Also, a little bit of a pushback on the, on the I do agree, it's, it's really an incredible thing that you can be like a college athlete and be funded um, through your time in, in college. That's really an incredible thing that is unbelievable to watch. But let's not forget, they actually make that money back for their college. It's like sort of being paid, but not knowing how you, like, you're being paid, but purely they decide how you're being paid, which is through your college tuition. They basically make back the money with how much, how much they earn for their teams. And let's not forget, the reason you talked, Amazar, I like the comparison you made between NCAA and NBA. What's the big difference? NCAA doesn't have to give anything to athletes per se. Um, you can't have sponsorships as an athlete. California only recently passed a bill that allows you to, uh, that allows players to make money off sponsorship or image rights that has never existed before. The likeness and commercial, whatever. The, exactly. The, the player yeah. likeness and basically use their names. 
exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so that's where the NCAA is accruing this huge amount of wealth in colleges because this huge chunk, these like $200 million contracts that go to the LeBron James of the NBA, that doesn't have to be paid out. There's no contract like that that absolutely exists uh, in colleges. So all the money essentially just goes to NCAA um, and the colleges, which they've, which they've utilized um, to grow college sports in a, in a huge way. But I, I, I want to quickly um, dive into the point that you mentioned also of India versus the U.S. And Gui, I want to ask you, based on what you know, Shubha and Mazar mentioned, which is a really good point, can other countries in the world replicate any sort of system like this? Or is it restricted to the sports that the U.S. plays and the kind of demand they've generated? So before I take that question, I'm just going to, I, I've just been listening to these lovely questions and points which all three of you have made. And I want to say something about each of them. So Mazar spoke about performance. And just to highlight one aspect, think about how dominant you have to be in high school as a football player to make it. Because there is a division one college, there are division two colleges, three colleges. If you don't make it anywhere, you can go to a JUCO. You can go to a junior college and play there. Okay. And this is, you could play in a JUCO to get into a D1 school. And if you're in a D1 school, then your chances of making it to the NSL are higher. So that is the level which uh, high school and college athletes are are trying to produce. They are trying to play better football they would than they would play for a professional team because, well, the money is with the professional team, but to get there, you have to pull out every stop. And so much so that there is net, there are Netflix series on, well, Division One colleges, on JUCOs. Last chance you, in case any of anyone who's following us hasn't watched, I'm sorry, but you have to. You just have to you drop what you're doing and you watch that. Um, second one is, and again, just for just as an example, I had Justin Fields uh, as the trending search on my Twitter last night, as opposed to anything else, because while well, Clemson versus Ohio, Ohio State was on, and the man has a rocket for an arm. So, well, that that signifies how how much people are glued to well college sports and what is happening in college sports. Another point uh, which you spoke about, Krishnan, was on the NCAA accruing wealth. Let's be honest, it's, been, it's come to the forefront after a lot of suppression because a lot of people have tried to bring it up and, well, they've kind of been asked to keep quiet because, well, NCAA rules the roost in terms of American sports uh, in college. Nobody can say anything. You say much, you do much, you accept payments for your own talent. No, not you, you can't. You can't accept sponsorships. You can't accept gifts. You, uh, you are basically playing for one thing and one thing only, which is your some, some very restricted amount of stipend and the athletic scholarship you get. Now, Coming to your your question, which you posed, which is, uh, can other countries replicate it? Let's try and have a look at, well, Europe has a lot of sports, right? But think about think about how you make it big in football. You make it big in football by playing individually well at your local sports club, not at your school, not not in college. Uh, similarly, there is a sports club for say hockey, there's sports, there are sports clubs for badminton, there are sports clubs for every sport, but it's not driven through schools or colleges now. And there are domestic leagues, domestic leagues. There are, there are domestic leagues, correct. I, I was reading through a lot of things on the internet for this podcast. 
and one of the things with sampan what which was just so brilliant like just imagine if leo messi had to go through high school and uh college to make it big then where would he be at 21 22 he was playing in the champions league at that age right but that wouldn't happen with a college system in place and you've highlighted so well that there is a single point entry into the nfl and the nba which kind of kind of makes it is like okay uh, you perform well in the small bracket here and that gives you access to this big bracket of money here or else go home but but what i really appreciate about uh, these athletes being in college sports program is that you are forced you are forced to study in some way or the other just and that is not possible in india like you can't you people are not pursuing sports because well if you pursue sports you are set up for an alternate life of nothing which you can't afford in a country which is as populous as ours but you can elsewhere in a country like us and it's very unfair to say that just because a country is not as uh, highly populated as another um, it is easier to have that program in place but it's also the nature of the sports how it has been um, kind of controlled at least in the two two of the biggest leagues um, in america so can other countries replicate it maybe but is any any footballer going to agree to this <laughs> i doubt i really doubt so sports clubs are essential to essential uh, in a lot of european countries and can they shift the entire infrastructure to a school or a college i don't think uh i don't think they need to switch really uh, because considering the sport that popular is only different but one country which has replicated their system is japan so they do it for baseball in their country they also did it for football but the problem is there's a muscle drain there and now for those who don't know what a muscle drain means it basically means that you produ- produce your talent at the grassroots level but then to look for like greener pastures then they move out so that's what happens with their best japanese football players they mainly move to germany first and then try to find their footing in european football so i think japan does it and, uh, and they the... are highly successful as well krishna no just really quickly so i don't mean to button just one quick interjection is and we look at baseball baseball is the one sport that doesn't have a huge college program in the us and the reason is there's this huge other market that exists yeah. in central america and japan that's it must I mean I feel like Japan is the only country which really has successfully replicated that program and in fact made it their own in a lot of ways and in football too and malu i do you think in india you know the basic sports would probably be badminton cricket um you know ipl would be an option are there other avenues you think india has maybe missed that we could look at or anything else that you thought you know other countries could look at too so what i think is before answering your question what i think is uh, the system that then the us um high school college becoming pro i think a system like that i personally think would work in india because see sports in india uh it has to be marketed in a very different way uh because i think indians and indian parents and again i'll emphasize on parents because parents in india have a big influence on the career you select uh it has to be marketed in a way that it's not just sports it is also education so any athlete who goes to college they have to get a degree because that i think like how we mentioned like you uh, uh, to make it pro in a league or something you have to have one year of college or something like that in india i think this can work on a very very good scale 
if uh, the student also gets a degree at the same time he's also pursuing a sport so god forbid if his career as an athlete doesn't work he has a degree to fall back on and considering how the indian market is really opening up to sports and a lot of people are looking at sports education itself as an undergrad degree combining those things together i think can really really work well out here and uh, it can also like, like really open up india to a lot of sports right now india is all about cricket but if you have a proper infrastructure in place where there is a proper way proper channels because right now everyone is lost we don't know what to do how to do if you have talent how the talent cultivate what sort of uh, scouts can can get you on board how many teams are there leagues are there but everything is put in proper uh, if there's an order to it if there's a hierarchy to it uh, I, then every single sport like let it be badminton let it be tennis let it be uh, football or uh, kabaddi Uh, or sports which are very like uh, indian centric hockey kabaddi these kind of sports which are heavily played in india i think it can really excel and we can get really good athletes who can then go on to represent the country on international platforms uh, so that is my take on it i think the us system if implemented well in india but obviously with government backing and funding at least initially uh, i think it could it could really uh, produce some top talent That is a fantastic point. It's a fantastic point, Shivam, because you're right. In India, the the focus is to you know get that education first, and I think it all comes from all of us. Maybe have a little bit of FOMO for not have for probably secretly wanting to have gone this route at some point. Yeah, no, but so it just has but to be marketed in a way that it is yeah. education plus sports and not just sports, sports, sports. I think it could work. So luckily, Shivam, uh, we have the OGQ Olympic Gold Quest. They are doing a great job. Shout out to. all of those ex indian legends and current indian athletes as well who have helped it along abhinav bindra uh leander pace being the two big contributors and many more they fund all our top athletes who are middle aspirants going forward guys thank you so much i think these are all fantastic points i think we all had some um, ideas on you know where we want this to move both globally and the us uh everyone who's who's listening uh do leave your comments let us know what you think let us know if india or other countries can replicate something like what the us has done if you like the us system um do let us know uh and check out any of our previous episodes leave a like share subscribe uh we're on all the major social media platforms as well as all of the main podcast platforms uh with that thanks so much and take care